This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and this is the Torch Audio News Brief for Tuesday, June 1st, 2010. Uh, we are a couple of days removed from UFC 114 last Saturday. Uh, I hope everyone had a good Memorial Day weekend and uh, a Monday off of work for most of uh, most of you out there. Um, we've got a weekend off this week with no major events, and then we are into a stretch where we've got uh, four straight Saturdays with a major UFC or Strike Force events, as well as the final three weeks of the Bellator tournament with all of the finals in there. So uh, the month of June is packed with mixed martial arts action, uh, starting with UFC 115 uh, next Saturday. So until we get there, uh, just a, a bit of a week off, and it'll be a slow weekend here, uh, I'm sure, with, with most things before we get to the hype for UFC 115, then it's the Ultimate Fighter Season 11 finale, uh, then it's Strike Force Fedor versus Verdum, and then, of course, UFC 116, um, July 4th weekend with Brock Lesnar against Shane Carwin. But um, speaking of Bellator, their uh, season, season 2 finale events, Bellator 23, is official as the uh, organization announced uh, the featherweight and middleweight finals will come to the 4th Street Live in Louisville, Kentucky on June 24th for Bellator 23. Um, that'll be Joe Warren taking on Patricio Pitbull-Frehe and Alexander Shlomenko taking on Brian Baker uh, to conclude the featherweight and middleweight tournaments. The lightweight final will uh, take place on Bellator 21. Uh, this week, Bellator is off. Uh, well, they're not off. They have a highlight show going on, but there's no live Fights this week on Fox Sports Net. Next uh, Thursday will be Bellator 21. Toby Amata and Pat Curran will face off for the lightweight finals. Uh, the welterweight final between Dan Hornbuckle and Ben Askren comes at Bellator 22 the week after. So the uh, Bellator finals are all set for the remainder of June and uh, uh, should provide a lot of exciting action after a very good first, uh, first part of the season already. Uh, in some UFC news... Ricardo Arona could be on his way to the UFC as he uh, had a meeting with UFC President Dana White after UFC 114 on Saturday. Uh, he traveled to Vegas with the specific intent to uh, meet up with Dana and discuss a possible entrance into the UFC. Uh, Arona returned after a two-and-a-half-year absence from the sport in September of last year, uh, defeating Marvin Eastman in a um, bout in Brazil and what amounted to his first event, not or his first fight, not in Japan. Uh, Arona is the longtime Pride light heavyweight star um, who's fought some of the best of the best uh, in, in his division and also in the heavyweight division. He's uh, of his five losses, um, he's got Vanderlei Silva, Mauricio Shogun Hua, Fedor Emelianenko, and Quentin Jackson on that uh, list. And um, the the bad spot on that is the uh, in retrospect now is the loss to Remy Otieri Sokaju, um, but that was before Sokaju got exposed uh, as a fighter that gasses very easily and gets taken out in the second round as has happened multiple fights. But um, uh, Rona got majorly upset in that fight in uh, 2006 and. It, it, he was out of the sport for a couple of years and, until returning to beat Eastman, but uh, he, he's still a, could very well be a great addition to the light heavyweight division. Uh, he's coming off of a knee injury. might take him a few fights to, to really make a splash, but there are a lot of fighters in the UFC's light heavyweight division 
that would make for very exciting matchups for uh, a guy like Arona, and um, it would just be very, um, very cool to see him in the UFC. Um, other UFC news, Fight Night 22 um, on September 15th, which will act as the lead-in to the Ultimate Fighter Season 12 with George St. Pierre and Josh Kostrak. Uh, will be coming to either Austin or San Antonio, Texas. Uh, USC officials are eyeing Austin first, but if they are unable to secure a venue in that city, it will be coming to San Antonio. Um, the event will feature a headline bout between Alan Belcher and Damian Maya, um, and also announced over the weekend, uh, or reported over the weekend, Ross Pearson and Cole Miller will face off in a lightweight fight, um, it should be a very entertaining event um, for Spike TV, and as leading to the Ultimate Fighter, you know it. Um, it's always nice to get fights on Spike, and uh, for being a, just a lead-in show that'll feature uh, a two-hour event with probably four fights, you know th- those two already are uh, excellent choices for the Spike TV broadcast. Um, speaking of GSP and Koscheck, that fight between the two of them uh, after the Ultimate Fighter 12. Um, could take place in either Toronto or Pittsburgh, giving one of them a very uh, significant hometown advantage. Even though, with Josh Koscheck, even if he's an hour outside of, or even if he's just outside of his hometown uh, of Waynesburg, Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh, uh, he, he still may not have a home field advantage, so to speak. And George St. Pierre is a, a fighter that very well could take all of the cheers away from Koscheck in his hometown considering Kostrak has not really endeared himself to uh, uh, a whole lot of fans with his recent uh, fights and his recent actions. So uh, if it comes to Toronto, which is one of the things the UFC is trying to push for, one of the reasons they opened up a UFC office in Toronto is to to get regulation in the province of Ontario. Um, if it comes to Toronto, you know, getting George St. Pierre defending his title in Canada – you're going to have massive, massive reactions. It's going to be a massive turnout. This fight is going to be uh, huge. And, you know, if you're going to try to sell out the the Rogers Center, which is formerly the Sky Dome, if you're going to try to go with a venue of that size, uh, in Canada, George St. Pierre is the guy to do it. You plug him in there, uh, the Canadian fans will come out and, and, and back their guy because um, George St. Pierre is, is a great, great fighter and one of the best on the planet and, you know, the Canadian fans love George St. Pierre up there, so um, that is uh, uh, the two possibilities right now. Uh, of course, they could always throw a curveball in there and go somewhere uh, to a neutral site entirely, but uh, it would be definitely interesting to see them in the brand-new console energy center that will open up for the Pittsburgh Penguins 2010-2011 campaign um, as they closed up shop at the Mellon Arena this year and will open the new venue um, in the fall. And also, um, just getting to a new arena is is always good, but if they can open up in Toronto, if they can get regulation in Ontario, the UFC wants to go there. Uh, That's a massive, massive market for them, and and that's one they want to get into. Um, Some other news, Nate Diaz... uh, is expected to probably just pay the fine coming out of uh, his part in the Strikeforce brawl with uh, uh, Jason Mayhem Miller and 
the Caesar Gracie camp after Jake Shields defeated Dan Henderson at Strikeforce Nashville on CBS. Um, one of the aspects of this that I hadn't even been thinking about beforehand, but the fact that he was not licensed by the state of Tennessee and he was not um, technically in uh, any corner that night, uh, he was in the cage because Strikeforce and the commission officials were letting just about anyone in the cage that night, um, as with most of their events. Um, the fact that he wasn't uh, registered of the corner, he wasn't there on any official duties other than to support his camp, um, the, the Tennessee Commission can't actually suspend him. So his bout with Marcus Davis at UFC 118 is going to be on track. I, I don't think there's any way that Tennessee can um, make that fight not take place. Uh, I think what could happen is Diaz, uh, if he chose to fight in, instead of uh, just paying the $7,500 fine that he'll face to not contest any of their actions, um, I, I don't know what they'd be able to, to accomplish, but at this point I, I don't think that they're going to have the authority to actually suspend him, and even if they tried to, I think Diaz and the Gracie camp would have a very good case of getting it overturned or getting, um, you know, I, it wouldn't hold up legally for them to suspend him when he wasn't licensed in the state. Uh, as Caesar Gracie told MMA Junkie, you know, the worst they could do is not license him in the state of Tennessee, should they so, so choose, but I think if he pays his fine, um, you know, that'll be that. And that comes after UFC President Dana White said uh, any suspensions handed down to him would be honored by the UFC, but I don't think he's going to actually end up facing any suspension for that. I don't think he can. Um, some closing news uh, from the UK. Uh, Chris Park, our UK specialist, does some great work across the pond for us here at MMA Torch, and uh, he... Um, posted his UK scene today, his breakdown of the, the week that was in UK MMA, and the big story coming out of there um, related somewhat to MMA is with Lee Murray, who um, it was reportedly the mastermind behind a, a bank robbery in 2006, and uh, he had been in a Moroccan jail um, for, I, I believe, three or four years and uh, released briefly last uh, summer before getting thrown right back into jail, awaiting as the um, Moroccan government would not extradite him to the UK. Um, but he was pegged by others arrested in um, the bank robbery and kidnapping case uh, and uh, pegged as the mastermind behind the entire thing. And he has been sentenced to 10 years in prison for his... Uh, um, involvement in that, and he will stay in the Moroccan prison where he has been at for the last, uh, I believe, three or four years. So um, him and his lawyer are going to be appealing that, um, but at this point he's already served nearly half of that uh, over in the, in the Moroccan sale prison, um, and he will be there uh, for a considerable amount of time going further. But um, that's all I've got for today. Um, no Bellator this week, no major events this weekend, but we'll still have all of the uh, um, news and uh, analysis and commentary and um, 
what have you heading into next weekend's UFC 115, and we'll get into uh, more previews on that and uh, the Ultimate Fighter talk and uh, all of that tomorrow as well. So um, stick with us throughout the weekend, this weekend, and um, join us for the live cast on Sunday as, as we'll break down anything that uh, takes place throughout the week in MMA. Um, it'll mo- most likely be a very wide-ranging show next weekend with us uh, to cover in a lot of different areas. So uh, thanks for listening today. That's all I've got for today. Uh, once again, this is Jamie Penick signing off.